Uh, Mike Bain is with us live via telephone. He, of course, is the uh, president of the OU, the Orthodox Union, and with thousands of Jewish teens left without summer programs due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the OU has developed a platform of local summer programs for teens, college students, and Yachad members across more than 30 cities in the U.S. and Canada. It will launch July the 6th, which is uh, this coming Monday, in partnership with the OU's uh, NCSY, Yachad, and OUJLIC Project Community 2020 will offer participants recreation, Jewish learning, and volunteer experiences helping to bring support to their local communities. President of the Orthodox Union, Maish Bain, welcome back to JM in the AM. It is always an honor to be with you. I appreciate that. Thank God everyone's doing well here. I hope it's the same by you. Baruch Hashem, everybody's doing great. Thank you. Uh, so the OU certainly, again, uh, has uh, seen a need in the community and now has discovered a way to meet that need in the community. When did it become obvious that this summer would be very, very different uh, for teens across the United States of America? Well, you know, over the last several months, the OU has been struggling in NCSY in particular, and Yachad as well, with the summer programs that we typically run. We were supposed to have between 1,700 and 2,000 uh, students on our programs, many, most of which were going to be in Israel. And it was a heart-wrenching process to watch whether or not we'd be able to go forward with those programs, because they are really such transformative programs. But as Things began to evolve and it became increasingly clear that there was going to be a very high likelihood, and it turned out to be a certainty, that we were not able to run our programs. We began to think, you know, it's not just the students who are supposed to be on our programs who may be left without preoccupation this summer or growth opportunities this summer, but high school students in general. We also, at the same time, had another problem, which was there were so many community needs that were growing that really didn't have the resources to address. And we began to realize, hey, you know, there's a great shidduch to be made here. You're going to have high school students without their plans able to go forward and all these community needs that aren't being addressed. Let's put them together for a few weeks and see if we could alleviate some of those communal needs through the resources of our high school teens. Some of those needs include assisting the elderly, working with individuals with special needs in their families, helping single-parent households, uh, helping the health care heroes, of which there are many in this country now who have been working on the front line of the pandemic response. There's a lot of chesed to be done out there and a lot of needs that need to be met. And yes, the uh, amazing uh, group of teens that you uh, supervise uh, nationwide uh, certainly can meet uh, that need. Um, Maish, a lot of this can be done in person. People who think that all of the things you just described are Zoom only, some of it with the you know proper guidelines of each individual state will hopefully be able to done, be done live and in person. Well, that, that's certainly our hope. The programs are being designed to operate primarily in person, but of course there's a week-to-week monitoring that we have to uh, impose because mm-hmm. things change daily. And because we're running the programs all across the country, our staff in each of the locations has to be in touch with the local health authorities and the medical experts we've uh, designated to make decisions, and it may be very different week-to-week. And mm-hmm. therefore, the way we structured the program is a week-by-week program. A person, a student, is able to register for one week or two weeks or more, more than that and be able to see what's going to happen that particular week because things, as you know, are in such flux right now. But we, we really hope and we pray that all of the programs will be able to be done in person with various contours and limitations to make sure we're abiding by the regulations. Mike Spain with us, president of the OU. Um, the importance of the uh, summer programs is, I mean, we've discussed it a million times on this show, and many people understand how vital the programs are for students around the country, maybe even more vital 
for the, I don't know, 50% or whatever the official number is of students from around this country who are public school students. I always marvel, and you and I have discussed this so many times, how many parents and families and individual teenagers who could spend their summer in so many varieties of ways that are open to those teens in this country choose to go to Israel to incorporate, obviously, touring and fun, but also to incorporate tefillah and Torah study, etc. It's really remarkable. And I worry, and I know it doesn't pay to lament because you know we could be doing that all day with these circumstances of COVID-19, uh, but still I worry about those students. W- will the public school youth in this country be attracted to the programs that the OU is now uh, bringing to the forefront during this uh, summer of 2020? Well, we're certainly hoping that they will, but it really depends on the community. When we bring summer students from public schools to Israel in the summer and run the programs that we run so successfully, it really is a an outgrowth of the year-round programs that we have with public school teens throughout the country on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis throughout the year. And it's relationship building, and it's, it's exposing them to the beauty of Judaism in a very subtle and, and, and low-pressure way, which is very appropriate and the way we've been taught uh, by our leadership to approach Kirov and outreach. And those relationships have continued to grow during the pandemic. We've had probably higher degrees of one-on-one interactions with public school teens as well as our other NCSY students than ever before. Wow, that's good to know. I never would have predicted that. That's good to know. Yeah. It's incredible, and we're hoping that when we go back to regular programming, the one-on-one relationships will still be able to continue because, they are, in many ways, that is the greatest impact on a on a one-on-one basis rather than in a group. But, you know, we have leverage op- opportunities. We want to touch as many young people as we can, so we do trade-offs. But ultimately, it is personal relationships that make the difference, both to public school teens to, as well as to yeshiva day school teens as well as to us adults. One-on-one relationships with our Torah pressures is really what makes us grow. And those one-on-ones, as we know from the Israel programs, those one-on-ones end up changing families because these youngsters go back to different places, east, west, north, south of North America, and they literally bring back incredible tradition, wonderful heritage, wonderful experiences to their families and their parents and their siblings. I'm not saying everybody's life changes, you know, 180 degrees, but everyone's life changes somehow. Uh, in a positive manner. It is really incredible. So, yeah, I'm not minimizing the one-on-one, but those programs have a way of just, you know, uh, of having a ripple effect on so many people in those youngsters' lives. No, there's no question. You know, Nahum, I I traveled, at least I used to travel around the country (laughs) on a pretty consistent basis, and there was never a community that that my wife and I did not visit that we did not get approached by people who said, you know, I was a non-observant kid and I became religious through NCSY. Yeah. And the roles that, that these students who turn into adults are leadership roles in the community. Yeah. They have talents and, commi- and commitments and passion that really reverberate not only through their own families, but through the Orthodox community as they grow into leadership roles. Yeah. The, are your family and friends happy that they actually know where you are now over the last few months? Or <laughs> that you don't... Well, it was, really, it was really a deprivation <laughs> because the only, the only sacrifice that my wife and I felt was that when we lost the opportunity to be at home and go to shul and schmooze with our friends, and here we are stuck at home, we still can't go to shul and <laughs> schmooze and talk to our friends. Although, Baruch Hashem, now it's starting, but yeah. for the many months that we were at home not traveling, we didn't get the counter-benefit that we always thought we were leaving behind. Life is funny, huh? Life is funny. Speaking of shuls, by the way, and I'm going to get back to our topic in a moment, but you brought up shuls. Uh, it is incredible the leadership role the OU has taken uh, with the guidelines, so with really sound advice, giving people the feeling 
that if they're not ready to go back to shul as individuals, no problem. Uh, you know, the, the, with halachic guidelines and proper guidance, people who are of a certain age, of a certain fear, frankly, uh, including the most observant people, people who are really careful about being in shul every single day during regular times, but they've been reassured by your rabbinic community and the the sizors that were uh, that were consulted to put together the OU guidelines. So kudos for that. I think that again, whether synagogues are following them to the letter or not, I think is irrelevant. Just the fact that they're out there, that they're available, and they really do have a positive message to them about our approach to synagogue during these times, I think is really important. Well, you know, thank you very much, Nachum. But it really is a reflection of the Torah leadership that the OU turns to when it confronts these kinds of challenges. You know, the OU's primary utilization is that of a distribution system. Mm. Because we're so well-known and almost iconic in the familiarity that the Orthodox community has, we're able to send out messages that people are able to receive. But we're really not the source of guidance, certainly when it comes to halacha. It's the rabbinic leadership that we have access to that have have agreed to donate their time to us and, and spend enormous amounts of time working through these issues. We are, we're also lucky to have put together a group of really leading medical experts from around the country, both academic and, and governmental as well as private practice, to guide the postgame and give them the information that they needed. So by doing that on a collective basis, we were able to invest time that the entire community on a one-by-one basis would not have had the opportunity to, to be able to arrive at. So Baruch Hashem that we were able to do it, but really we, we're just a conduit. Well, you do have great rabbinic leadership, I'll tell you that much. Not that they need my endorsement, frankly. Um, all right, so now we spoke about how all of this is happening starting Monday in partnership with the OU, with NCSY, with Yachab, with OU-JLIC, uh, the initiative that will provide engaging programming for teens, college students, and Yachad members during the period of the summer of 2020, obviously in light of the COVID-19 situation. Big picture, Maish. I And again, uh, I, I wouldn't... One of the best things that ever happened to me, frankly, was by sheer coincidence, years ago, meeting some OUJLIC couples, those who are who have the presence on college campuses. And, and once I met one or two of these couples, I started really paying attention uh, to those that are you know doing this work around the country. And they are remarkable, tremendous talent, uh, doing things on the campus for these students that, you know, frankly, if they weren't there, they'd be lost in certain areas. Uh, I worry about the, uh, you know, about th- what the future looks like for NCSY, Yachad, JLIC, if the college campuses are not going to reopen the way, you know, we, we would hope they would in the near future. Uh, if the one-on-ones that were, that you described earlier, you know, it will not be available in both a regular NCSY and a Yachad setting. Uh, again, just like we shouldn't lament because there's no reason to, I guess we shouldn't conjecture either because nobody has a clue what's going to be tomorrow. It's one of the lessons we've learned from this whole thing. But does that go through your mind at all, how these three important elements could change in the next couple of years? Well, I, I don't think any of us believe that the limitations that we're currently suffering are going to be permanent. What we're trying to do is cope with them on the interim basis. You know, JLIC has a particular problem in that for the last several months, the final months of the, of the academic year, the JLIC couples that you so appropriately rave about really worked harder than they ever worked in their lives. I mean, they were really learning on a one-by-one basis with their students and be able to answer their halakha questions and deal with other issues that they were confronting. But they had the benefit of most of the year and many of the students having been there a few years on campus to have developed those relationships with. What we're really worried about is this coming year where the early months at least may very well not have a direct contact 
between the student and the JLIC couple, it's going to be very hard to start that relationship remotely. So that is a concern that we have, and the same thing is true with the other programs. But we, like I said, I mean, I think all of us anticipate that there may be some problem, and schools, universities are still struggling with what they will do in September, October. But we're all very confident that eventually, whether it's two months, three months, or down the road, everybody will be back to normal, will be able to reengage. Well, a lot of organizations would wait until things got back to normal, but uh, everybody at the OU is uh, making sure to react properly and to introduce initiatives like this one. We say Kolak a vote for that. By the way, people are asking me uh, via email at the moment after I brought up the um, uh, the rabbinic uh, committee that you have at the OU. Will, would you, do you think we should anticipate special instructions, guidelines, or advice regarding uh, the observance of Tisha B'Av this year or what some may say even more importantly, uh, what uh, the rabbis have to say regarding the high holidays? Do you think those are things that the OU uh, will be encouraging them to, uh, to release in the near future? Well, you know, it's interesting. We, we react primarily through the local rabbis. You know, local rabbinim of their various of their respective communities are really the primary party responsible for all the rituals and halachic issues that arise. We tend to get involved when there are broad issues that the rabbis are turning to us for guidance. Mm. And we don't know yet. I mean, right. I, it, we'll see the complexity, whether or not they turn to the OU for, for help and guidance. Most of the time they don't, and they shouldn't. It really is a community-by-community community basis. It's only when we see that there's an upswing in requests for a global uh, directive that we turn to the post game to give them that. Understood. Uh, well, like I say, Kalakavod, you made the best uh, that you could of the summer of 2020, and uh, hopefully it'll be a great summer for so many of the students are going to be taking advantage of this uh, uh, wonderful programming. And um, and hopefully, when we, when, we, when we speak again in 2021, we'll be talking about the uh, summer programs that we're used to because we know that uh, you have perfected those to the point that they have a tremendous effect on teens, their families, and the broader Jewish community. Uh, Maish Bain, I thank you. Continued thank success. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. I appreciate that. Maish Bain is the president of the OU. And um, everybody out there is invited to contact the OU and to find out more information about these programs that are being done in coordination with NCSY, Yachad, and JLIC. Um, Go to OU.org for information, OU.org for information, or contact uh, anyone in the uh, NCSY, Yachad, or JLIC departments for more information about how your youngster, or you yourself, if you are a youngster, can get involved in these programs for the summer of 2020.